1: Today, I'm joined by Hedy Mardisu, who is the CEO and co founder of Cache. And Cache are an international insurtech business based in Estonia. Welcome to the show, Hedy.
0: Thank you. Very pleased to be here.
1: Eddie, we're very pleased to have you joining us today. Looking forward to hearing about the great work that you're doing there at Cache. Before we do that, though, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about your background and the career journey that you've had, and what led you to starting a business?
0: So, my own background goes into banking, not at all insurance, banking and IT. So, most of my career, I've been kind of in the intersection of business and IT. My kind of uh, other other part of the career after the bank uh, has been connected with then more startups and kind of smaller, faster-growing companies.
1: Fantastic. And what was it, or what was the inspiration surrounding starting Cache?
0: So m- my own inspiration goes back to maybe what I studied. So I've studied information sciences, and, and, and data has as such has been very close to my heart and I've been monitoring myself and very interesting in different IoT uh, data, what what I have connected on me and and how that kind of improves my life and and everything. And and from there on, kind of the normal demand on person-centric and more maybe smarter products and services, it it was something that that, that triggered the bigger interest. And then when we met with Kalle, who's uh, the co-founder of Cache, and and from his background, there was a much more on the the platform and key work, we we really realized okay, this could be a solution more of the person-centric approach to data and 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 everything connected with that mixed and and, and could really solve the today's problems with the financial services for that platform workers.
1: Fantastic. It. So it's really about creating a person-centric experience for those gig economy workers, for those platform workers around financial services, protection products for them.
0: I think the key key issue is what makes maybe platform workers or key workers different from others is that they work very differently, so none of them really have the hundred percent same work pattern. Some work a few days, some some work basically full or even longer days a week and and to kind of really have the risks and and everything together from from multiple platforms where they might provide service and multiple countries and and so on depends on what kind of nature of work's been done it it's it's quite important for the. For often for the financial services in order to write the right risks but it's it's really hard today to kind of uh, get that data together and that's the kind of journey that Casher has really taken on to do
1: fantastic fantastic as we are in the insurance coffee house well it is the morning here in the uk but i know it's just the start of the afternoon over there in estonia what's your go-to coffee of choice to start a day
0: well double espresso with uh, lactose-free milk Okay. <laughs> I it
1: <prefer. laughs> uh, sounds good it sounds good nice strong double shot to get you going thank you for that Hedy Hedy yeah if you could start off could you give a bit of an overview about the business about Cache about what you do and where the business is at this present time
0: so maybe as the longer vision what we're doing with Cache is building an ecosystem of services to enable the platform economy so um, we have built today this kind of fully digitized platform to uh, uh, for insurance distribution but we we and, and all the distribution is then based on the kind of uh, flexibility and and, and data driven solutions. The kind of core product line that today we are offering there is ride-hailing. Uh, but also last year we now kind of branched out and and, and broadened our our kind of services also for the delivery people and did our first pilots in uh, in kind of more broader, as a key workers starting from car washers or hand, handyman and so on, and the professional liability there. So what really kind of differentiates us is, is the kind of approach that we have taken. So to, to really unlock the potential and the kind of key to uh, delivering right services for the gig workers is to understanding deeply how they work, where they work, how long they work, and, and all that thing connected with with them and their kind of uh, personal time use. And and this is basically what Caché has built. We, we are bringing in unique data from various different sources in order to make sure that uh, the insurance service that uh, the platform worker needs is uh, as fair as possible towards not only the platform workers, but actually all parties in order to make it sustainable.
1: Absolutely. And uh, what suite of products do you have at the moment for those platform for those gig economy workers?
0: So we have uh, the liability insurance uh, and car insurance uh, for uh, retailers. And uh, this yeah. is kind of our uh, core offering. Then we have kind of micro vehicle Costco. And we have also then uh, the kind of what we call City Rider. But basically this is a, a third-party liability insurance for couriers, but but also we we sell it for the regular I don't know, kick scooter, bicycle, or any other micro micro kind of mobility or micro vehicle driver. And mm-hmm. and as I said, we just piloted also the first uh, kick worker professional liability insurance.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, that that new business line of professional liability side of things, the need more and more now for for those platform workers to have professional liabilities it's something that they're required to have now when they when they do take on projects or when they do take on pieces of work
0: no, absolutely. I think this is one core line where we see then that, that most of the platforms have realized that it's very hard for them to operate without having a proper kind of insurance in place for, mm. for the workers. And, and currently, we have been selling that more on, on kind of B2, B2B2C um, uh, logic, so more on as, as embedded, embedded insurance. But we see that trend to really grow and more and more people need that insurance. And, and it's, for example, today, this is not yet there, but if you take lawyers, if you want to work like a free as a freelancer, and you're you're not part of the PAR or any other bigger association. Then it's, too, it's quite hard to get a, a well priced and, and fair insurance for your kind of work. And I think this problem is is growing. And, and we definitely are very interested in in looking deeper into it and and finding great products and solutions for to kind of tackle this problem as well.
1: Fantastic. And um, what would you say are those key benefits over to the? obviously to the the end user the the gig workers the platform workers and also what about the the carriers because Dan, that you're you're not providing the actual you're not covering the risk yourself you work with different carriers as a different distribution channel for them
0: so we work as a distribution channel, but but kind of uh, we also play quite a big role in the overall pricing, and and that's then based on the our core models. So so we have uh, for every key worker who is in a, on our platform, we have their personality of you know, model built and score. So this is this is one important part uh, together with then the overall amounts of work that they do that that plays a role in the pricing. So so how we have done. Um, so uh, what what's the kind of core benefit we then bring for our partners uh, as a kind of underwriting partners is really kind of the deeper insights into the risk uh, uh, with what to kind of um, uh, sustainably make the pricing uh, much more cheaper and fair for the than the good drivers and I think this has has really worked out quite well for us in terms of losses that uh, although well loss ratios so.
1: so as well as an additional distribution. Yeah, channel for them is opportunity of underwriting more profitably as well based on the data the collector. That's fantastic.
0: Exactly.
1: Now it sounds like fantastic opportunity. Like I said, not only for the platforms, the the key workers, but also for the carriers. Very innovative way of working. Is that something you see changing in the insurance market over the next few years? Do you see the insurance market adapting and changing as yeah you know, businesses are going? Far more online, people's insurance are being done online or through third-party platforms. How do you see that change?
0: Well, for me, um, I believe already today that everything digital and, and fully digital experience is, is uh, quite the norm already at least mm. in in in, uh, in in what surrounds me. But obviously, this, if it's not today norm for the insurance uh, companies then, and, and the segment, and the sector itself, then this this is something that uh, everybody should shape up fast because otherwise they really miss the train. What, what I see and feel is that there is definitely going to be a bigger step forward towards the more kind of, I'm not talking about customer centricity, because I would say this term aside should be something of the past, but I'm really talking about person centricity and those two things are not the same. So person-centric things are is more like having a dialogue with the customer, with a kind of a, the person, uh, the the kind of policy holder that really understands better their risk and understands also the kind of in case something happens, what what's covered. And I think this relationship as such is gonna of be, become much more transparent as such. What I also see is probably more modular products. Meaning that it's not gonna be bundle everything together and and then uh, you know have very generic uh, uh, writing out uh, kind of uh, claims uh, uh, claims results or ca- uh, claims written then cut uh, there out a bit but basically uh, so what I'm gonna say is that uh, the product's gonna be much more modular as such. There's gonna be much more concrete risks that people insure themselves against, and then they also expect to have the full coverage. And I think this is going to be the relationship where 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 kind of everybody needs to needs to kind of look deeper in in how to make that sustainable. And people are, I think people have become much more smarter around insurance, and and they're kind of and and they look also more fairness in terms of uh, price and uh, and benefit. But I think that's a very exciting journey. And also, if you look at at the technological advancement, then everything is digital. Uh, the data, what's out there, is is there's there's so much more, and I think everybody in the insurance industry should just kind of, uh, I'd say, open up to a bit of a bit of a bigger change and and try to kind of step out from the overall the overall box that has yeah. worked centuries very well, and I think this is this gonna be the um, this is probably one of the things that most of the startups are really helping out and to make sure that everybody understands it and and sees it so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, yeah, it's a great point. O- opening up to bigger change than potentially sort of seeing what's been possible in the past and that sort of slow evolution that has obviously been very, very successful over, over hundreds of years. But there is a real opportunity now with that person right at the center of it rather than customer centric. I, I love that thought. And I'm, that's obviously very key in what you're doing there and what you're providing to the the workers. Thank you for that, Hedy. Hedy brings us nicely onto the espresso round, where the questions are short, sharp, and straight to the point. I know you like your, your double espresso with your lactose-free milk. Are you ready for the espresso round?
0: Of course, bring it on.
1: <laughs> Let's bring it on.
0: The espresso round.
1: Hedy, obviously air as a business is a, is a technology business, obviously working in the insurance market. But what percentage of your employees have an insurance background compared to a non-insurance background?
0: So today we have 20% of employers having an insurance background, but uh, in a few weeks' time, it's going to be 30%. Oh,
1: great. Fantastic. <laughs> and, yeah, in what sort of part of the business do you really see the value of having an insurance career? Where can they have the most value for you?
0: I think that the, the key why we, we are adding many more professionals this, uh, this kind of year is, is to really kind of, in both ways, one is to explain cachet and our kind of mission better in the, the full insurance lingo and really kind of the kind of core mission that we are on and, and trying to find better connection connecting points from there and, and obviously having deeper insurance background helps there. And, and I think the kind of overall uh, other from other other side as well, kind of bring more knowledge of how how to really develop the kind of person-centric and more the kind of behavioral pathways. So that it clicks together with the existing, but also kind of, I would say, not fixes, but improves some of the things that are missing from today's insurance why this change is needed.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And what personalities best suit a working environment like yours?
0: It's a good question. I've been asked <laughs> a few times, but, but I think the answer would be, and don't start to laugh, but I think it's something a professional rebel
1: so um, yeah. <laughs> what what
0: we feel that uh, someone you know my co-founder is from politics 12 years from from the parliament quite a professional background my background is banking and we are definitely both very rebelish in terms of why we're not uh, still there where we were and, and why we founded a startup so i think the kind of uh, cachet is a good place for someone having a good professional background but really is, is wanting to change things so professional rebels
1: I love that. I love that professional rebel. That's awesome. What opportunities do you provide there for high-performing talent if someone was to come and join your business?
0: So we are in, a, I would say, the ideal state where we have already built something up. But there is, a, and so it's time to bring someone with a very strong professional background in, in order for them to really kind of realize their potential and build something up they have been dreaming of themselves as well. So I think this opportunity is definitely for someone that looks for realising their own potential in, and, and wanting to build something very unique and very kind of uh, industry changing.
1: So at the moment, the building blocks, the foundations are all in place for the business. It's now at that great time that business where it's really looking to scale and really looking to, to grow.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and obviously as with every startup if you know we succeed every every employee always gets a percentage of it so and um and that's definitely should be motivating enough
1: fantastic and what you mentioned um you know you're looking for people who are professional professional rebels how do you find that when you're recruiting people out out of the insurance industry do you find do you find a lot of people have that mindset or is that sometimes a bit of a challenge?
0: Oh, that's definitely a bit of a challenge, but because there are not very many people in the insurance industry that has worked both in the kind of insurance companies and in the startup. Mm. So those are very rare finds still. But but who we believe are the kind of um, uh, the skill or who has the skills that what we are looking for is definitely someone who's driven and, and really kind of keep themselves informed about the uh, kind of change changes in technology and, and the overall kind of uh, innovation. And, and definitely someone that can be strategic but at the same time really get things done mm. and and this is this is something that that we we are we are looking so and and obviously that's that has the ability to think outside the box because uh when i came from more on the banking side i started to talk with the uh, tens and tens of insurance uh, industry people honestly i i really saw a box there and and I, I don't want to criticize anything and probably there are other industries as well, but this was definitely something uh, I saw that there's a very established, very kind of cornered, very kind of um, long-term tweaked industry. So so um, that's definitely a challenge for someone who has been working for 20 years mm-hmm. to How can they see outside processes and the kind of code of conduct that has strongly built in place? So
1: brings them very nicely on to next question actually what advice would you have for those people so they might be a professional rebel they might be really looking to work for a business like yours with the opportunity that that provides them but maybe they're in a corporate position at the moment corporate leadership position or corporate underwriting or 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 broking position at the moment what would your advice be for them to help them prepare to make that switch what should they be trying to do now so that that switch is actually a successful one
0: I would say the same thing that I've said for some of my banking colleagues actually uh, back then. And I think that this is something that is very important for, for the industry such that uh, try to really be open uh, on the kind of and understanding what are the new trends coming in, and by that seeing what are the things that are really core for the insurance industry mm-hmm. to function and what is basically facts and convenience built on top of the model of just centuries. So how can we see through this kind of convenience and and someone's, um, how to say, uh, lobbied pollsters in in, in how things are working? And I think from there, if you can see those through the the very different picture will will often appear uh, of of how to see insurance and, and, and the kind of future it should have going forward. I don't know the answer, but but I no. That's
1: great. Great. I think it it fits in well about the box. You know, getting outside of that box and doing that now before they make that move. So start that preparation now, like you say, sort of keeping up with the trends, maybe, you know, going along to some events some talks, some industry talks and seeing really what opportunities are available out there within technology space of, of insurance. No, that's fantastic. Thank you, Hedy. We've almost reached the end of our time today in the Insurance coffee house. I know the, the time has certainly flown by. Do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners and how would they go about reaching out to you after the show?
0: I see. Think- Advice wise, I think it's the most exciting time to be part of the insurance industry. It doesn't matter if you're inside kind of more legacy companies or, or inside a startup. It's definitely mm. lots going on at the moment. But um, how to reach me, obviously, LinkedIn, email. And what would be what I would love actually is just come and challenge me. I, I really love a good discussion. And anyone who's who's up for having a, a chat or, or if someone Present physically, coffee to to have a deeper discussion about some of the topics that that Cache is challenging with. With what Cache is challenging the insurance industry with?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure some of our listeners will take you up on that. That's fantastic. Thank you, Hedy. and we'll also be sure to post your contact details on the show notes so listeners can just click straight through to you. Hedy, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really interesting to hear about what you're doing there at Cache and some of the plans that you've got going there so thank you for joining us today
0: thank you it was an absolute pleasure
1: thank you very much and to all the insurtech leaders and insurance leaders across the world wherever you're listening today uh, we thank you for joining us and I'm sure you would have gained a lot of great insight and value from what Hedy's had to say today if you did enjoy the show please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week and if you'd like to be a guest on the show or'd like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global Insure Tech Series. Take care.
0: You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.